0: Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. I'm your host, Lucas Miles. This is the Lucas Miles Show, and I'm your host, Lucas Miles, and I'm going to say welcome back because this is really the kickoff of season three of the Lucas Miles Show, and I'm just so thankful because we're here really because of you and our listeners and the fact that you're listening to the program, sharing about the program, uh, you know, sending the link to your friends, posting about it on social media. Uh, you've gotten us this far, and so thank you, thank you, thank you. Also want to say thank you to our sponsors. We'll hear about one of our sponsors here in a moment. But uh, we couldn't do this without you guys, and so I can't wait really to kick off the season. I'm just so excited that we're we're coming to you. We're, we're like 100 episodes into this program. I think we have a lot more seasons to come, a lot more amazing guests to bring to you. But speaking of amazing guests, we have another one for you today, and that is my new friend Brooke Lidgetwood from Hillsong Worship. Uh, you might also know her as Brooke Frazier. And Brooke is just a phenomenal recording artist, songwriter, worship leader, and human being. And we had a great time, just uh, sat down at a local uh, little swanky restaurant in downtown L.A. uh, here recently, and we talk about her new album that's called Awake, that's in stores. It's already just released, so it's everywhere. Pick it up. And this is Hillsong's first album studio album in like 15 years, so you're definitely going to want to hear this. She talks about everything that kind of went into... Behind the scenes on this, the heart of it, the message of it, the making of it, and, and really stylistically what's going on there. It's definitely one that you're going to want to download, pick up, grab on iTunes, whatever, however you listen to music nowadays. And also, we, we talk a lot about the local church. And, you know, those of you, a lot, if you've been listening to the program for any length of the time, you know that in addition to my work in, in film and entertainment and media, I'm also, and really where I started was as a pastor. And so my wife and I still pastor a church in, in uh, uh, Northern Indiana. Uh, near the University of Notre Dame, called Influence Church, and this is this is a major passion for us, is local church, and and Brooke has some incredible things to say about the importance and the value of local church in our lives, and I think you're definitely going to want to hear this, and we might even tick off the waiter a little bit during this episode, so you might want to listen for that too. It was a lot of fun, special thanks to Brooke, but before we get to the interview, let me tell you a little bit about today's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Cove. Head over to covesmart.com to find out more. My house is protected by Cove. Five-star home security system without contracts or headaches. Head over there and you can check out their system, all the different products that they have from, from door sensors, window sensors, home cameras. You can tie it in with an app. I can pull up my house right now, flip through the cameras, see what my dog and cat are doing, make sure everybody's safe. I travel a lot. It's a really great thing for... You know, our family, I think you're going to enjoy it as well. Head over to covesmart.com. I want to thank them for their sponsorship. And with that, here is the episode, Brooke Lidgertwood from Hillsong Worship. All right, this is Lucas Miles. Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. I am here in Los Angeles with my guest, Brooke Lidgertwood from Hillsong Worship. You might also know her as Brooke Frazier. And we are I don't even know, what, what's the name of this place that we're in right now?
1: I think it's called Taroni.
0: Taroni. In
1: downtown.
0: It looks, I haven't haven't eaten anything yet, but it looks, it's swanky. Yeah. It's hip. It's got some really cool logos and text around font. They like font here.
1: They do. There's a lot of texture. There's a lot of things going on, actually.
0: Somebody thought about this. Yeah. So, but we're here and we're not talking about the restaurant the whole time. (laughs) We're actually talking about a new album that you have. We we, we could. I mean, the food should be here soon. We'll describe that for you as well. Um... And we're talking, you have a new album coming out called mm-hmm. Awake. Tell yep. us a little bit about the project.
1: This is the first studio project for Hillsong Worship in, sev- wait, what year is it? 2019. 15 years, 15, 16 years. And um, it's, um, it feels pretty special. And I know that you are supposed to say that about every album, but I really mean it <laughs> about this one. Um, we kind of really dug in and worked harder than we have ever worked and we always work really hard and um, and prayed and interceded for this thing and this sound. So I'm really excited and expectant about it because I think it feels like a lot more than music feels like a shift yeah
0: did you record that in Australia did you record that here in the States where was that
1: well we're so you know Hillsong Worship we're not an artist or a band we're a church we're a church team but our church is kind of spread all over the world now so Ruben Morgan who's been one of our songwriters and worship leaders forever he's actually a lead pastor now over in Liverpool England of a Hillsong there Um, a bunch of us are here in California myself Joel Houston um, and then uh, and then, of course, the mothership is back in Australia and Sydney. So, the answer to your question is we recorded it partially here in Orange County, California, and then partially in Sydney.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, and I, I really, I, I love what you just alluded to there, and that is this, like, local church aspect yeah. to Hillsong. Mm-hmm. and. You know, as we were talking about, I'm, I've started preaching at 17, and I'm really mm-hmm. big on the local church side of things. I think yeah. it's really lost a lot for a lot of modern Christians in some ways. There's, mm-hmm. There seems to be a less of an emphasis on that kind of local commitment and plugging in and accountability mm-hmm. and some of those aspects. But I, I've really seen Hillsong and yourself, you know, champion that, um, that message, that reminder. Can you talk to me a little bit about why is the local church so important yeah. for believers today?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we weren't actually designed to to walk with Christ in isolation, but in community. So we have an individual connection with Jesus. um, But one of the ways that he transforms us, the Holy Spirit transforms us into being more of the likeness of Christ, is in community. And that means our everyday community and our neighborhoods and our schools and our workplaces. But it means in the community of believers as well, that there's a salvation community that exists, that God is... Got Jesus is coming back for a, for a bride for a church. So he kind of didn't leave us open to opt to opt out of that biblically. That's not really presented as an option to us. So so the local church is important, and um and I understand um why there is kind of institutional skepticism, um that that has arisen and that probably has always been around. But I think um I
0: call it post traumatic church disorder.
1: <laughs> right, but I think that that's um. I think that I think that if you can push through that and 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 we use you know the word planting like psalm 92 talks about planting yourself in the house of God mm-hmm. and flourishing like planting um, sounds romantic garden gardeny, but planting actually means digging down deep in the dirt um, but life and flourishing is a result of that so if you're willing to to actually plant yourself and to, to put your roots down deep and and, and be in the dirt <laughs> in the dirt um, There's there's life and flourishing and verdant freedom that comes from that. And I'm
0: sure it's not always easy. I mean, people see you, they they see your life, they see everything that you're going through. But there's
1: and vice versa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. This is is absolutely true. Yeah. So how do you guys do that at Hillsong? Because Mm -hmm. you know you really are one church spread throughout the globe yeah what does that look like for you how do you maintain that mm-hmm. um and and how do you encourage that within these local communities whether it be in england or france or u.s or, yeah. or australia
1: yeah i mean i feel really fortunate and blessed in that um that song because of our senior pastors brian and bobby there's a, we have a really strong culture we have a strong healthy local culture so um, there's a lot of things kind of intrinsic, um, I think, in our community and in our services and in our culture that um, that make it pretty easy um, for us to stay kind of grounded in the local. Um, and, and all of us who you'll see kind of on platforms, um, that's not our everyday. So we're not full-time touring artists. We're not. We're, we're church builders. So kind of, we're travel. We do travel a lot, but when we're home, we're kind of we're in it with people and in it with each other. So um, so there's not kind of a, um, we're not ministering or writing worship songs or leading from this kind of place of isolation or escapism where we're really, you know, serving from a place of, of, um, being actively in community, kind of on the ground, so so the the manure of people's lives and the manure of our own lives um, is what kind of fertilizes, um, yeah, the soil from which these songs spring.
0: That's good. Yeah, and, you know, I and I want to put this in the positive because I don't want to you know speak poorly about anybody else. But the um, I I always have a higher trust for uh, Christian ministers or artists or worship leaders that have that that rooting within a local community rather than kind of just doing the freelance thing and and traveling around. And and not to say that somebody can't, you know, that that's not God's call in their life or anything, but there's a, there's just a level of trust and commitment that comes from people know them. They, they live someplace. They have a, they have a base, they have a, they have a team, they have a family, you know, that they're part of. And, um, you know, what would you say to somebody, I want to get here to the album, but in in a second, talk more about that. But what would you say to maybe somebody who is, you know, they don't have a, a, a hill song near them mm-hmm. they don't have an elevation near them or yeah. something you know and it's it's a smaller expression that they're yeah. around you know, um, do the same rules apply there and what yeah. kind of encouragement would you give to that yeah. person?
1: Well, I feel I feel really blessed that I can kind of speak from a small context because I'm part of Hillsong Church, but I'm part of Hillsong Orange County. That's my home campus. So at any service, there's like 200 people. So, so even though we have these big conferences and we have these tours and these larger gatherings, my local church context is probably not dissimilar to a lot of people who are listening. It's a small church context. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think... I'm trying to think how to put this in a succinct way. You know, I, I, I always try and say to our teams, like, if you feel like you're lacking encouragement, go encourage somebody, you know? Yeah. If you feel like you're searching for community, like, go build community, yep. you know? And that's often how we how we find the things that we're searching for as ourselves is by creating it for somebody else if you yeah
0: what's the proverb he who has friends must show himself friendly yeah, you know we yeah. you, you know you go out and you be a friend to somebody else you, yeah. you create that yeah. you know space there what you're looking for yeah. and you might find that yeah. it's all of a sudden there yeah. from that and, but, and
1: i think and serving serving is a massive. we have a massive service service culture like volunteer okay culture. i have to talk about this because yeah. i just
0: i was binge watching messages of yours yesterday and I, I was a little <laughs> jet lagged but i stayed up and uh, i listened to a few on youtube and and I, first of all, I, I love the fact that you're not just involved in the music side, but you're also speaking and teaching at times. And I think Gosh. that that's incredible.
1: Thank you. That's the most terrifying thing that
0: I I'm, I'm not good so at. So the it. one that I'm I watched, trying, like you, you kind of like you reference, kind of like that. This felt like. Yeah, you know, like, I'm not. It's like not a regular
1: to, thing for me, and it's terrifying for me because I think it's a huge. I responsibility. will note the waitress
0: had a little bit, <laughs> a little struggle with your order today. So. She did not understand my <laughs> accent at all,
1: and especially me trying to pronounce names of Italian pastor in a New Zealand accent. She was just there was a disconnect there.
0: Yeah. So the um, you know, but you you talked about wearing the uh, the vacuum at church. This uh, oh yeah, <laughs> you know vacuuming the yeah the, the backpack yeah, vacuum. vacuum. God vacuum. bless yes.
1: whoever invented the backpack vacuum.
0: <laughs> those were those were really cool when yeah. they came out. Um, the but you know, I mean that's. I don't think that maybe the, cause, I mean, like, look, and, and you're, you know, you've been, you've obviously been around this. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's, uh, I mean, whether or not somebody knew your name before listening to say this interview or something else mm-hmm. that you're on, my guess is they've sang a song that you wrote or right. that you wrote on. And if they're in any sort of kind of modernized, you know, worship experience. And so, you know, there's certainly, and, you know, we're in Hollywood here, I'm out here a ton. And so I'm saying this is somebody who's kind of part of the community, there's, mm-hmm. You know, I think we have to be honest that there's kind of this, this, uh, this, for lack of a better term, kind of this, this celebrity vibe, this yeah. rock star vibe that happens even within Christian cultures, yeah. and and to some degree, I think it's just unavoidable mm-hmm. um, because I think we as people have a tendency to you know uplift people in certain yeah. ways, and but but yet I also I love that I'm hearing you talk about this idea of service, and mm-hmm. so how does how does service in your life how has that kept you humble how has that kept you plugged in yeah. what does that look like
1: oh my gosh it's absolutely essential and it's and it's biblical like if the, if you're not if you're not serving you're not following <laughs> you know you know if you're not serving you're not like helping, <laughs> um, and I think, and I think that looks like a lot of different things for different people. So I'm absolutely not belittling platform as service because obviously I need, I need, I need someone to teach every week at yeah, my yeah. church. Yeah, I need to receive music the word. You're serving, whether you're, you yeah, know, vacuuming you're serving. Yes, yes, yes exactly. So, um, but I think you know, serving is how we make something. Our is as as our part in building the home and our part of being part of the house of God. It's part of us. But I, I mean, I when people are. Um, when I talk to people in church and they say that they're lonely or they're having trouble making friends, my very first question is, like, are you serving? Because serving is that opportunity to 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 get alongside people and build something with them. And it's not that awkwardness of trying to form kind of friendship in a forced environment. But we're building together. If you're putting out the urns for the coffee and tea, you know, in the lobby, right. like with people, like doing that week after week, that builds like relationship takes time and trust takes time. So we're not saying, hey, come into church and be automatic best friends with everybody. But but serving alongside one another is how that trust and that friendship is built over the long term. And that's why sticking it out and turning up week in and week, week out whether you feel like it, like making it a decision and a non-negotiable in your life. Is, is vital, and for me, the people that I've served with are my best friends in the world now, and um, and they're, they're my people, kind of, when things are going great, when things aren't going great, and everything in between, but we do life together, and serving has where, is where it has started, yeah.
0: Awesome. Talk to me, Brooke, a little bit about this album, Awake, um, you know, you mentioned it's a studio project, first mm-hmm. one in 15 years, I'm assuming the first one with Hillsong that you've been part of, yeah. mm-hmm. um, from that standpoint, and so... Um what's you know what's the uh, what would you say the underlying messages of this particular album? How is yeah. that coming out?
1: Yeah. It's um I struggle to speak succinctly about this album so far because um it it really has felt like a move of God, honestly, in our, in our community and within our team. And um and I think it being a studio album, um we we chose to ask ourselves questions. We didn't kind of go into it flippantly or blithely, but we asked ourselves questions about, you know, Hillsong Worship has always made live albums traditionally. So what do we sound like as a community when you take it out of the live context? Um, and, and so who are we as a salvation community, right. as a church, and and what does that sound like in the studio context? And really, con- really conscious as well of it not feeling like um, a cold and constructed studio project, but making it feel like a live album feels in terms of that these are personal and human encounters in the presence of God. So, um, so Mikey Chislett, he and I produced this. Um, Mikey was brilliant at just leaving talkback microphones on. <laughs> oh. you know, And we used a lot of that. So you can hear yeah. people moving around the room. You hear the sound of, of people. Um, one of the, the things that we did that is kind of dear and precious to me is that um, there's an opening track called Dawn, which leads into Awake My Soul, and that was a spontaneous introduction that just happened in the studio, but we got a lot of our worship leaders um, to come into the studio in Sydney um, after that was made, and we had them pray and intercede over the opening instrumental and first track. Um, And so you can hear it kind of poking out of the mix at different times, and if you didn't know it was there, you might not ever hear it, but if you know it's there, then I think you'll hear it. I'm going
0: to have to go back and listen to it, because I was was listening to these on the plane, actually, uh, coming over, and so... I'm going to have to go back and I want to you yeah. know, target that specific. There's way. kind
1: of like a rustling texture that you hear kind of yeah. poking out towards the end of the intro and then through kind of the opening turnarounds of Awake My Soul. And it's the sound of our worship leaders interceding for the people wow. who are listening and interceding for pastors and worship teams and the suffering and the poor and single parents and the disabled and all of these things. And so um, I love that people put on the record and whether they know it or not, the first thing that's happening is that they're being washed in prayer, mm. and we soaked this, these songs in prayer like never before. We had intercessor teams constantly happening, and we were constantly praying because, especially it being a studio album and everything being in such high definition in terms of with a studio with a live album, sorry, you know, people can't help but clap at the end of songs and <laughs> all of these things that often get kind of blurred. We were aware there's there's none of that. Every moment matters. There's nothing that's right. kind of covered over. So. We were really deliberate about asking the Lord, what do you hear? Mm. And rather than help us make what's great, we were. our prayer was, Lord, what do you hear? And help us to hear what you hear and record that. Because that's going to be the difference.
0: I love that. Uh, now, let, let's talk about this idea of prayer a little bit because yeah. I've heard you share your your salvation experience and Mm -hmm. how you said that you you never, you know, you never met them, but you knew somebody was praying for the people who were going to come into that service. And was it, was it a salvation army? Am I remembering that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Can you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I got saved alone in my bedroom, um, with an open Bible. Um, I didn't realize that at the time it took me a few months to realize that I had become a Christian. What? Um, (laughs) but, but prior to that, I had earlier that day, um, I had felt this really strong urge to go to church. My immediate family aren't Christians, and so my mum took me to a little Salvation Army because she grew up in the Salvation Army. Walk, walked away when she was a teenager, um, but she took me there because it was all she knew. And I had an an experience, an undeniable experience, an encounter with God. And I walked in and out of that service without anyone having, you know, said hi or anything, but. I just, I just know it in my guts that 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 worship team that morning that they prayed, that they prayed, you know, God, if there's someone who walks on the street, like, would you encounter them? And this wasn't a a big fancy service with with lighting, you know, or a, or a good PA. The it was it was there was nothing, like you know, yeah. but there was a small group of people yeah. who believed that God could use that's them, awesome. and that's what I believe for every single local worship team. I'm like like lift our eyes and remember God can do anything and you might never hear about you probably will never hear about the way that your service and your obedience has has intersected with God encountering someone in heaven we'll yeah. get to hear those stories we'll have a big movie night that will last 10,000 years you know watch all those things but but it matters service matters prayer matters seeking matters yeah, yeah.
0: what what um what would you speak to, you know, maybe the, uh, you know, other either budding songwriters or or worship artists out mm-hmm. there, um, you know, what do you see is kind of the next thing? Mm-hmm. And maybe you guys did this a little bit through this album, so I want to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, where do you see the progression of worship music moving towards?
1: Yeah. I, I honestly don't know. I really think, I just hope that... Um, I think that the best thing that we can do is to keep asking God what he wants, not trying to decide for him because we don't get it and we don't see the whole picture yeah. and we don't hear the whole sound. So I think our responsibility is not to try and create something or market something. But I, I don't know, I'm, I'm old-fashioned maybe, but I think get on your knees and pray. Ask God what he wants you to do and do that. And that's where we need to go.
0: That seems like kind of a good answer there, Brooke. So <laughs> I like it. I like it. Let's talk a little bit about where this is heading this uh, this November. Yeah. You're, you're back on tour. How long is that going to yeah. last for?
1: I mean, it's it was funny. I was talking to someone. They're like, you're doing a short little run. I'm like, for us, this is so long. You know, because we're all at local church, so we can't be out a church for too many weekends. <laughs> right. So I think it's like four weeks, okay. like maybe a little less. But for us, that's super long, just so right. you know. Um, but for Crowns, it's nothing because they're on the road like 100 weeks a year, which sure. is impossible. Yes. Like, for them as possible, so we are yeah we're on tour through through November um, up to Thanksgiving with Casting Crowns, which right. is super excited because I think we we tend to reach completely different groups of people. Yep. Um, so we're pretty excited um, about about the synergy. That's getting a felt. bunch yeah. of people in a room who might not normally be in a room cool. and agreeing together about Jesus yeah. and realizing that that's really all we need to agree on. Um, and and elevation worship coming with us as well so we're super pumped about that but um, yeah I'm I'm really expecting about that night I think it's gonna be a really different kind of night and um, I'm just I'm just looking forward to seeing what God does yeah
0: where can people go if they want to catch you guys on that on that tour where can they find out more yeah. information about that
1: hillsongcom forward slash worship all of the things are on there the albums the tours links to tickets all that kind of thing okay
0: yeah. all right and we'll include all that in our show notes as well Um Brooke, what what for you personally has this album maybe shaped or the process maybe it's been the process of getting to the album mm. you know shaped in you? Can you take yeah. that maybe on a personal level?
1: Yeah. Um, I might get emotional. It's um, there has been a lot of trauma in making this record and the reason that I am I'm so expecting about what it's going to do in people's lives, is because I have never experienced so much spiritual warfare around a project. I mean, my husband and I, um, the three weeks before we started pre-production, my husband and I fasted and prayed. And I, the first eight days of our fast, six out of the eight days, one or other of us was in emergency or urgent care. And um, that has also been the story of this week, release week. It's like, it's been a beautiful bookend with exactly the same illnesses, actually, ironically. Wow. Um we had we had studio roofs caving in, like because of freak storms. We had um, power not working. We had people had tormenting dreams, and people had newborn babies in hospital, and vacuum cleaners turning on in the middle of the night, like disrupting people's sleep. Like this, we we fought hell for this sound, and I don't say that lightly. And so, the, and the reason I'm expecting is because we didn't try to make clever music or come up with a fresh sound. I can honestly say we asked the Lord. We asked him what he heard and we asked him what would bless him and we went after that and that alone. And I think for that reason I'm expecting because we can't we can't change people's lives but what we can do is bring our loaf and our fish, the very best though modest loaf and fish we have and in our hands it's not enough to feed everybody but in the hands of God there will be multitudes left over after multitudes have been fed. So that's why I'm expecting because I know we didn't do this on cleverness and I know we didn't rely just on gift but we got on our knees for this one and i think that you can hear it yeah
0: that's awesome awesome i can't wait for everybody else to get this album it releases today it's out when you're listening to this it's already there yeah it's called awake hillsong worship we will have the website we'll have the links we'll have the everything is in the show notes go see them in november it might be coming (laughs) to a city near you Make it happen and catch them on tour. Brooke, it's been so good having you on the program. I think we have some food coming soon, so we should probably eat. Let's
1: take pasta. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's pasta on release day. I think it's the new rule. (laughs) We've established that. And uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will love to have you back anytime.
1: Thank you, Lucas. Thanks
0: Thanks for listening to my conversation with Brooke. We have some more episodes that are going to be releasing here very soon. If you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all those social media platforms that are out there and we can't wait to have you back on the next episode of the Lucas Miles show.